Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Hebrews. Today is episode 906, and we're looking at Hebrews chapter 11, verses 32 to 38. Let's read the passage. What more can I say? Time is too short for me to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, who by faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the raging of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, gained strength in weakness, became mighty in battle, and put foreign armies to flight. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Other people were tortured, not accepting release so that they might gain a better resurrection. Others experienced mockings and scourgings, as well as bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawed in two, they died by the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins, in goatskins, destitute, afflicted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and on mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. This is the book of Hebrews. This is a written sermon or a letter to a group of Jewish Christians. And they are experiencing persecution, thinking things are getting too hard as a Christian, so maybe they should slide back into Judaism. And the author of Hebrews is saying, no, Christ is superior to anything you could go back to. Christ is superior to angels, Moses, the Old Testament priesthood. Christ is the new high priest with a new covenant. And so you must live by faith. We're in chapter 11, the faith chapter. He's been reviewing heroes of the faith. These are people who actually lived by faith. because That's what he's calling for them to do, live by faith. He talked about Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham and Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and Moses. Now he's getting to the point where it's kind of a catch-all and all these other people who lived by faith. So we pick it up in chapter 11, verse 32. He says, And what more can I say? Time is too short for me to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. So he says, And there's a whole bunch of others I could talk about who lived by faith. And he could. And so he's just got a little mishmash here of uh, additional people who lived by faith. Now, it's interesting that the group of people he chooses to touch on here, actually, is very similar, this first group, to a speech that Samuel was making, recounting the history of Israel. In 1 Samuel 12, verse 11, Samuel saying, So the Lord sent Jeroboam, Barak, Jephthah, and Samuel. He rescued you from the power of enemies around you, and you live securely. Now, Jeroboam is another name for Gideon. So this first group is very similar to what Samuel says in reciting what the Lord had done for the Israelites. And so he's talking about these people, Gideon. Gideon led this small group of men against this superior force of Midianites. In fact, Gideon purposely reduced the force of men to just the very faithful 300 and then defeated a much superior force of the Midianites. And speaking of his faith, one of the things that we're told about Gideon in Judges 6.34, the Spirit of the Lord took control of Gideon. 
And so this speaks to his faith is he was so faithful to God that the Holy Spirit directly controlled Gideon. He mentions Barak. Barak was the leader of the army of Israel against Sisera, foreign commander, who had these 900 iron chariots in addition to his army. Deborah was the judge of Israel at the time. Deborah sent Barak to go up against Sisera's army, but Barak said, I'm not going to go unless you go with us. And She went and said, but since I'm going to be there, there will be no honor for you. But he was fine with that. Obviously, he was not looking for honor for himself, but either of his respect for Deborah or because Deborah was so close to the Lord, he wanted her to be there with them, and they soundly defeated this superior army. Samson was a, an interesting character. He had a lot of character flaws, but similar to Gideon in, in Judges 13.25, then the Spirit of the Lord began to direct him in the camp of Dan between Zorah and Eskadol. Several times we see the Spirit of the Lord came on him mightily. So we see a lot of character flaws in Samson, but obviously he was close to God. Jephthah was one of the judges. In Judges 11.29, the Spirit of the Lord came on Jephthah, who traveled through Gilead and Manasseh. And it, we similarly see character flaws with him. But these aren't people who were without character flaws. These are people who lived by faith. David. David was the first true king of Israel. He united all the tribes together. And we see Incredible acts of faith by David. David had character flaws too. But even God said of David, a man after my own heart. Samuel was the first of the prophets. Samuel was an incredible man of faith. And we see him instrumental in appointing King Saul as the first king and then appointing King David as the uniting king. And even though Samuel comes before David, he switches their names here so he can say Samuel and the prophets because Samuel's the first of the prophets. Thanks on to describe general things that these people did. Verse 33, who by faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises. All those are fairly generic things. You can see a lot of people doing things like that. But he says, shut the mouths of lions. This is specifically speaking of Daniel, Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel was thrown to the lions because he wouldn't stop praying to the Lord. And then when the king came to check on him, after spending time in the lion's den, Daniel 6.22, Daniel says, My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth. They haven't hurt me, for I was found innocent before him. Also, I have not committed a crime against you, my king. So here we see God protecting him because he's a man of faith. Then verse 34, quenched the raging fire. This is still in the book of Daniel. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who were thrown into the furnace because they wouldn't bow down and worship the image of the king. And we see their faith played out in Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to give you an answer to this question. If the God we serve exists, then he can rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire. 
and he can rescue us from the power of you, the king. But even if he does not rescue us, we want you as king to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. That's pretty bold. That's faith. We say, we know God's able to rescue us, but he might not. So we're not going to serve your gods. Goes on in verse 34, escape the edge of the sword, gained strength and weakness, became mighty in battle, put forward armies to flight. You'll find many examples of these things happening. Verse 35, women received their dead, raised to life again. There's a few of those, uh, two in particular, the widow of Zarephath. Her son was raised to life by Elijah in 1 Kings 17. Then uh, the wealthy woman of Shumanan. Her son was raised to life by Elisha in 2 Kings 4. Continuing in verse 35, other people were tortured, not accepting release, so they might gain a better resurrection. Several people throughout history, some in the Bible itself, others we just know about through historical records, were tortured because of their faith. It says so they might gain a better resurrection. This is comparing it to the sons who were raised to life. Women received their dead, raised to life again. I say in others, they were not raised from the dead. They were hoping for a better resurrection, meaning the final resurrection, resurrection to the kingdom of God. So it's not that they did this so that their resurrection would be better than ours. It was better than their resurrection in the final resurrection is resurrection to God's reality versus being raised back to earthly life like the women who received their sons raised from the dead. Verse 36, others experienced mockings and scourgings as well as bonds and imprisonment. This will be a lot of faithful people throughout history. 37, they were stoned. They were sawed in two. It's not in the Bible, but tradition tells us that King Manasseh had Isaiah the prophet sawed in two. Continuing, they died by the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, afflicted, and mistreated. So the sheepskins and goatskins, that's just saying they were not well clothed. They had to live in whatever they could. Many of the very faithful people of God were absolutely mistreated by the world and lived in these deplorable conditions. Verse 38, the world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and on mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. From a worldly perspective, these would be people who were insignificant and unimportant. But the reality is they were faithful. And we saw earlier, faith pleases God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. If someone is faithful, God is pleased with them. So these were people who were faithful. And along with that, God was pleased with them. So regardless of what the world thought of them, God loved them and was pleased with them. So he's finishing up his roll call of the heroes of the faith. So this was a a conglomeration of things, of individuals and various things that people of faith did. And remember what he's challenging these people to do, he's writing this letter to, is to live by faith. And so he's not making promises. If you live by faith, life will be easy. He's saying, look at the history of people who live by faith. 
Many of them God did rescue. Many of them died horrible deaths, but they were living out their faith, dying for their faith, and in doing so, God was pleased with them. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Hebrews.